Hi, and welcome to the Authentic Audience Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Ritma. This is a marketing podcast like you haven't heard before. It's about real connections and honest conversations. Why am I here? To remind you that you can fly. If you're brave enough to listen to that calling inside you, I'm here to serve you and show you that marketing can and should be honest, that the truth sells and authenticity wins. So how can businesses and brands build a real and authentic audience? The Authentic Audience Podcast gives you insight into growing your business and marketing strategies to gain real followers and loyal customers. Each week, I create a space of radical honesty for thought leaders and entrepreneurs who have built successful businesses to share their insights on business, marketing, relationships, life, and spirituality. Each episode is sure to remind you the power of storytelling and truth selling. Get ready to get real, get raw, get honest, and keep growing. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Authentic Audience Podcast. My name is Krista and yes, this is a different voice than the traditional Krista that you are hearing through the airwaves of this podcast. Um, I'm Krista Q sitting in as a uh, guest host for Krista Ritma. And I am the head of paid media and creative here at Authentic Audience, if we aren't yet familiar with one another. So welcome, welcome, welcome. I am so excited to hold some space in the podcast community this week with this episode and share a little bit more of my story about how I landed here at Authentic Audience about eight months ago. Could that be right? eight, seven, eight, nine months ago. Uh, so last spring, I started working with Clay, Krista, and Katie. And it feels like it's been a lifetime. Um, it was just one of those things that clicked as soon as I met them. I was like, oh yeah, we've been we've been together before. Like we've done work together in past lives. Um, and so I think that's what makes it feel like I've been part of this for a much longer time than in actuality, when I look back, even though it it has been a while, we've done a lot in the last year as a business, as I'm sure that you've been uh, witnessing if you've been following along with us since um, the beginning of 2021. Uh, there's been a lot of transformation and authentic audience, and it is so beautiful to be a part of and bear witness to. So uh, in our time together today, I'll share more about my journey, but let me hear what it is that I do at Authentic Audience to keep the wheels turning on a day-to-day basis. And I wanted to share a little bit more about uh, paid media, why we run paid media for our clients, what our approach is, and how we can help you find your dream customer in this space by using advertising dollars. Um, I really hope that this is an opportunity to flip the script on your story about ads that show up on social and um, how you can use them in your business. Because I had spent a lot of years resisting this space myself, even though I was part of it. Um, And maybe my new outlook will help persuade your uh, understanding and your perspective on the subject. Um, So I'll share a little bit more about the ins and outs of paid media, 
and why it's a really great opportunity to uh, grow your audience, get more revenue pumping into your business and to do it in a way that's super sustainable. And you put in a little bit of effort at the beginning and then you can kind of just let it rock for you and let that be another pillar of revenue for you and your business that you don't need to worry or think about too much. Um, and I'll also talk a little bit about some courses that we've got coming up in this arena in the spring. So lots to dive into before we do, let's just take a clearing breath wherever we are. So if you have the ability, close your eyes, if not, just start to redirect your stream of consciousness back into something that is rooted, turning inward, letting your shoulders drop down the spine, sipping a full breath through your nose, cleansing breath out. One more for good measure. Inhale. Let it go. Exhale. And just come back to your space. You can open up your eyes. Ah, I know I feel like a different person after just two rounds of breath. Uh, the nerves from having to sit here and record. I've kind of just shifted off. Um, So with that, I discovered yoga and spirituality when I was a senior in college. I was just going through a difficult time. A lot was changing in my life. And I thought, oh, well, I heard from friends like I've been going to this yoga studio down like outside of campus and you should check it out. And I thought like, all right, whatever, I'll just give it a shot. I remember it was raining at my first yoga class. And then I stepped out of that room, probably much like a lot of you stepped out of the yoga room for the first time with this like profound realization that life didn't have to be so freaking hard. Um, And because in that moment, everything that had led up to that, that point in time, I had like wrapped my hand so tightly around it. Um, I was really clinging to like my career that I was building and these internships that I had. And I was studying, um, PR and advertising at the time. So, um, I actually studied paid media in a way in college And I was preparing for my career in that. And I was just able to like, let it go and be like, wow, there's some deeper work that I can do in this life. And that moment, um, started a juxtaposition for my career right away. I was like, well, in order to do all the things that you were told that you should be doing with your life, like getting a job and paying off student loans and saving for a house and getting married and all of the traditional senses of success that had been defined for me forever. 
we're now countered with this like realization that there's other work in the world that needs to be spread positively. And so for the first couple of years of my career, after I graduated, I got a job in New York city where I'm from. Um, I'm from New Jersey, but I was born in Brooklyn and my family still lives there and in New Jersey. And it was just really easy for me to live at home. Luckily, I feel so grateful for that. Um, and I got a job in New York at a big media agency and I spent 70% of my time learning how to run Google ads and 30% of my time thinking about when can I get to my mat? I had, um, yoga girls, like current challenge. This was back in 2014. So, um, it was when there were all those yoga challenges that were coming out. And I want to say Rachel was one of the first people to do it, but, um, pinned to my cubicle. And I was like, I just like wish that I can do this with my life. And I didn't have to just be spending money on making sure that people saw on Google, the cable provider plan that they, you know, wanted to sign up for. Cause my client at the time was Time Warner Cable, which I don't think exists anymore, but they're like a Comcast or um, like Cox or Xfinity, whatever you might have. Um, and I was just, just felt so depleted by the, that kind of work. And ironically, at the same time, I think Krista was working with Rachel. Um, so already our karma had been starting to weave itself together. And uh, I spent the next couple of years living in New York, working at ad agencies and just had that mentality. Like I was never 100% in the work. I was always in, had 30% of my attention into my spirituality and doing something that was um, being in service to that community and sharing all of these beautiful gifts that I had acquired through taking yoga classes, getting into meditation, you know, like reading all of these different types of texts. And um, it, it opened a doorway for me to when I was in my mid twenties, I finally was like, you know what, I'm going to start making decisions for me. So I was working on an ad agency. I had gone on a trip to Thailand with one of my best friends at the time. And I had just, I don't know why I said at the time like that, she's still one of my best friends. <laughs> Sorry, Rachel, love you. Um, and I had just realized like, you're the only one that's going to make these decisions for yourself. If you're not happy with, you know, running ads for big brands, like you don't have to do that. You can use these tools of yoga to not only help people with the practice, but also help the yoga studio with the tools that you've gathered over the years. So I was having these conversations with myself and I decided to go to my boss at my ad agency at the time. And I was like, I need to take a month off and do my yoga teacher training. I need to be in service. And, um, I started realizing like, oh, I can, I have the power to make these decisions. Um, long story short, I do my yoga teacher training classically last about six more months when I come back at my agency and I get another job that was like all work from home 
and I can be super flexible. They let me teach yoga if I needed to like, you know, come in late or whatever, which is very not New York mentality. Um, that was awesome. And then I landed a job at a company in New York that was, uh, producing yoga and events for people who live in apartment complexes with amenities or, uh, like office buildings to bring yoga for free to these places. And I took over marketing for them. Um, so all of the things that I had studied and learned early on in my career, now I was able to pivot and apply to a space that I actually really cared about. Um, and that was beautiful. And I carried that through that portion of my career and I ran ads for the company and I started running more of the organic social and writing blogs and flexing all of those like entrepreneurial, small startup business roles in the marketing space. And I think that really helped me prepare for working at authentic audience. Um, fast forward, I moved across the country to California for, uh, just like personal reasons, the personal reason being I've dreamt of it since I was seven. So it's really beautiful to allow myself to get to a point where I was like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to like pivot and come back into the marketing space fully so I can live in California and I can still have my practice and still dive into um, my personal growth outside of the space. And I moved to California and it was October of 2019 I got a job in the area and immediately the next week, the company folded and they were like, we let go of all of our employees except for you. Um, Cause I don't think that they were legally allowed to get rid of me. So I was like, okay, I like gave everything up. I moved across the country. I gave up on my, this dream of spirituality. Like what the fuck am I supposed to do now? Um, and I leaned into trust and I got hired at MindBody. And again, at like star-crossed, it felt like it was fate. Uh, I got to work at a company where my interests in spirituality and yoga and teaching yoga daily in New York, like at these businesses where we were using mind-body, I was like, oh, this is the perfect fusion. Let me step back into that seat of being an expert marketer. And I got to do that until March of 2020. And then I lost my job because of COVID and that sucked. Uh, it felt like a personal attack, uh, but I had to lean into the tools that I learned for all, like the, all of these years, like I guess it's seven or eight years leading up of just prep preparing me for, oh yeah, you like found a, an awesome gig and it's everything that you could have dreamed of and you're held and you're safe and we're going to take it away from you. Um, and I was like, fuck you universe, but I'm good. I know that this is for a reason. And, um, I had to get another job. So eventually in 2020, I was able to land a job at a marketing agency in San Diego. And it was like back to square one. And I felt so lost and I felt so drowned in the work. Like there was no substance. There was no aspect of spiritual practice being woven into what I did on a daily basis at all. And I had to ask myself, like, is this the life that you want to lead? Like, do you want your 
skill set to be exchanged just for currency of money sitting in the bank? Or do you want your skill set to be exchanged for a currency that is much more potent, that is much more energetic, that has a sense of uh, giving back, being in this spiritual space? I was working way too much, making not enough money and just breaking down every single day. And I remember being on a a therapy session and she was like, you know, like you really are into astrology. Do you think that you can study that? I can give you my information about like this woman who I know in your area, who's an astrologer. And I was like, yeah, like I do light up when talking about astrology, but I hung up with her and I got the contact info and instead something in my gut was like, why don't you just like send Krista an email? And I have never spoken to her in my life, but at the time I had no idea that she was going through her miscarriage, which she's talked about here on the podcast. And I was like, the there's an energetic tap on my shoulder to contact this person. She's doing exactly what I want to be doing, like sharing marketing in an authentic way with people in the spiritual space who need this. And it's a way for me to use my skills to give back. And um, I just like, jumped on our website now and I submitted my an email and I was like, hey, Krista, you know, like this is my background and I'm just really connected to your work. Like, would you be open to having a conversation with me about potentially freelancing or um, what, whatever you have in mind? If not now, then maybe sometime in the future. And then I just press send and I let it be like an exhale. I was like, I expect nothing to come from this. Like, I just feel better that I did that. And then I'm putting myself out there and going for things that feel in direct alignment for me. So yeah, and then Katie got back to me and a couple of weeks later, I was having conversations about coming on full time and I was able to quit my job at the ad agency and come work at Authentic Audience. Um, and if it wasn't for my spiritual practice, if it wasn't for me trusting my gut, if it wasn't for me taking risks I wouldn't have wound up in this seat of um, being <laughs> head of creative and paid media here. And I think that something that's super unique about our business and about Krista is that she has the sense to work with people that have an aspect of themselves that has been layered with depth over years. Like she wouldn't have hired me had I not gone through all of that and become um, the person that I am today and what I have to offer today. And I'm so grateful for that story because there was a lot of unexpected twists and turns and I now can look back and see why I had to learn all of those things in the paid media space at a corporate level, something that felt so out of alignment in 
order to be able to harvest all of that knowledge and share it with this community today. So that leads me into what I do here at Authentic Audience on a day-to-day basis is not so different from the work that I was doing at ad agencies in the past, in a sense as I'm still building Facebook, Instagram, Google campaigns on the back end. I'm still coming up with strategy, but it's more rooted in intention. Um, And I get to do the creative side of things, which I have never done professionally um, to the degree that I do them now. But I have always been such a creative person, and that has been something that I've talked about with past positions and have tried to like work into. But typically, brands that are larger will have like designs that they just provide. So there was not an opportunity for me to flex that in the past. And I love the process of creating and taking the essence of somebody's business and translating it into a digital piece of art because ads are more than just like a sales pitch to get somebody to buy from you. Like there has to be more to it. Creative on social and creative through language, um, writing copy for Google, for Facebook, for Instagram. All of that is creative energy that we can use to talk to our dream customers. And to show up for our dream customers in a way that they feel seen. Because if I were to show up for a first date and I would be dressed in sweatpants and have stains all over my clothes and my hair is knotted and I don't have makeup on, sure, like groovy, if that's your look, go for it but you're not showing that you're trying or that you care about this first impression that you're going to make on that person. And it's the same thing with using creative and ads. Advertising is an opportunity to get in front of a new dream customer. I'm going to talk a little bit more about like, why do we care so much about dream customers? Like, why do we put such an emphasis on that in our work here at Authentic Audience? Um, But that creative is your first impression. They get to see that and they're like, okay, right away, I can draw an inference on like what type of business this is and what they're going to be offering me and if it's the right fit. Um, You can have the same offer as somebody else. And if your creative is stale, if it's not in alignment with your dream customer and their aesthetic, how they feel connected to certain businesses that they buy from on a regular basis, then there's not going to be that sense of trust that's established. Um, So I think that this is such an important piece on tying all of this together and making sure that when you are investing your money into growing your business, which that's what advertising is. It's an investment in your business growth, just like you would invest in Squarespace or just like you would invest in a project management tool. These are things that you're paying for 
in order to make your business run smoother, in order to increase revenue, in order to help you in the long run and build a good foundation to grow from. Um, And that's why I really highly recommend investing in ads, even if you don't think that you're, you know, not financially ready, but like, yeah, like you don't have to be a big brand with this huge brand awareness to advertise. In fact, you probably should advertise if you don't have that level of awareness, because those brands are pretty much just reminding people of who they are and staying top of mind. But this is an opportunity for you to step in front of your dream customer, say, hey, I'm so-and-so, I'm Krista. Great to meet you. Wouldn't it be cool if we could work together? Here's a little taste of what I do. And you tell me, like, is this the right the right fit? So I'm mainly at Authentic Audience working with our clients to help them figure out how ads can work best for them, defining their dream customers with them, coming up with creative ways to talk about their business, to put a visual to their business. How does that resonate with the people that are using these tools that are using Facebook, that are using Instagram, that are using Google? How are we going to talk to them in that space? Um, And I think that the process of finding your dream customer is so fun because our dream customers are multidimensional. So when you're talking to your dream customer, yeah, they are, they probably are interested in whatever it is that you have to offer. So um, we talk about Tiffany all the time. She's fucking awesome. And uh, she runs Oddnell. But if Tiffany wanted to run ads, yeah, she wants her dream customer to be interested in candles. Like her business is selling candles, selling bath salts. Like she wants them to be interested in that particular topic. But besides burning candles or taking baths, that person that she's going after does a trillion other things in a day or a week. So what other things are they doing and where are the commonalities between most of those people? Um, And so maybe her dream customer is really likes cooking or like eating plant-based foods. And she sees that a lot of her, the people that buy from her also are plant-based, also like to go to yoga, also go for walks. Maybe they journal a lot. Um, These are very quintessential. Maybe they're interested in a certain type of music. So we're looking for the and statement, the intersection of people who like candles and people who like all these other things and where they connect. So that way you're not just talking to everybody who likes candles because, I mean, maybe your dream customer is not, I mean, my boyfriend burns candles, like it's nobody's business, but Tiffany might not want to talk to my boyfriend. He might not be her dream client. So we want to weed out those people and we want to really n- narrow it down to harness that sweet spot. 
Alyssa talked about this in her post uh, a couple of weeks ago on Instagram. You can go back and look at that as a reference. But that sweet spot is where the multifacets of your dream customer come together to form a smaller niche and a more qualified target. So that way, when you're talking to your dream customers, you're hitting them with the right language, with the right creative. And you might, when you advertise, you're spending money. So you want to spend it wisely. So before we even get in there and spend money, we want to be thinking about these things. And your dream customer is something that you define outside of the realm of paid media. So like, think about all the times that you thought about this before and you're already prepared. You already have your brand guidelines of your colors and your fonts and your pictures and what the aesthetic that you're going for is. You already have your dream customers defined probably. So all of this upfront work that seems very overwhelming when stepping into the space of advertising, it's like, you're prepped. You've got that girl. Like you're good. Let's take that and, and just finesse it a little bit in order to fit into this space really nicely. So that way, when I am talking to the girl who loves candles and also um, cooks plant-based foods, maybe I show a picture of like, a candle burning in the kitchen and just run it to that audience. And then maybe the girl who likes candles and also journals and goes to yoga has a picture of a candle next to a journal with a pen. And that way we're really talking to our dream customers and meeting them where they are and showing up and finding those common threads between you and them. Back to that first date example. If I'm showing up on a first date, And I know that the person that I'm meeting up with is really interested in pottery. And I have, I also like pottery or I'm probably going to meet them with a conversation about that and let that be your jumping off point and find the common pieces. I'm not going to talk to them about surfing if they hate surfing or never been I'm going to talk to them about pottery because we can find common ground there and then grow from that and then find our authentic differences from that space and maybe fill in some of the other pieces of who we are and how we can help each other in other areas. And this is a really nice way to lay the groundwork for nurturing your dream customer. So they come in through that ad And they already feel like, okay, I feel seen by this brand. Even though they're a candle company, they also are showing me that they see the journaler in me or they see the chef within me. And I'm more likely to buy from them instead of just another company that doesn't represent me as well. Um, all of us just want to feel seen. And the more that we can make our customers or dream customers feel seen in everything that we do and everything that we put out, the more we're going to see that come back to us in abundance. Every dollar that we invest in advertising can be accounted for down the line. 
So I know that there's a lot of resistance around like, oh, like, do I even have that much to invest? Like it only takes a couple of dollars a day to get a handful of people into your world. And that's all value right there. Because as soon as somebody sees your ad, then you can speak to them again and you can hit them with another message if they don't take the action that you wanted them to take. And that investment that it takes, say it takes $3 to get somebody on your list. And then eventually they buy from you and they spend $300 with you. And you just turn three, $3 into $300. And then say in a couple more months, they buy a high ticket item from you. And that was $2,000. And now you've turned $3 into $2,300. So it feels scary to invest your money in ads because I know there are so many people and agencies out there that make claims and don't follow through. And I've seen the ugly side of this. And I get it. There's anxiety around that. But at Authentic Audience, we've kind of come up with this tried and true formula that is the basis for um, List Build Academy and our List Build strategy, which, uh, spoiler alert, is coming this spring. Um, I'll talk more about that in a bit. But we use this not only with our clients, but to teach you guys how to do this yourself and how to create the groundwork properly so that way you can start seeing that return on your investment when you are investing in ads. Um, and like I said, all it takes is showing your ad to one person. And even if they don't click on it, if it's a video or they wind up landing on your page, you can re-engage those people with another um, message that is more relevant to where they are in their relationship with you. And this is how I run every campaign. When somebody has no idea who you are, that's a cold person. These are new people that are coming into your world and meeting you for the first time. That's when you get to show them who you are and tell them why they should step into your space. They should come into your world. Now, a warm customer is somebody who knows who you are already, but probably hasn't bought from you or may not have purchased anything from you in a long time. So that warm customer needs to have a different conversation with you than somebody who's meeting you for the first time. You wouldn't go up to your friend or like somebody who you know or have seen around town or like acquainted with in your like life and reintroduce yourself. There's no need for that. They want a little bit more depth from you at that stage. They want to be convinced to take the next step in their relationship with you and solidify it and go deeper. So when you're talking to your warm audience, you can tell Facebook or Instagram or Google, hey, I only want to talk to people who know who I am, who have followed me on social, who have liked my posts, who have been to my website before, 
who maybe have purchased with me in the past, but I haven't had any sales come through them in a long time. They need to be nurtured. They need to be convinced to come back in and take the next step, but in a different fashion than the person who has never heard from you before. Because you can convince somebody to buy from you from cold. Like, it's not as likely if you're selling something way higher ticket, like getting in front of somebody and thinking like they're going to click through the ad and then sign up for your $5,000 course. Like, it's just the odds are way lower because think of your own personal experience with that. But maybe somebody who is warm, who has come to your webinars, who has liked you, your, your social page. Yeah, maybe they'll sign up for something that's a little higher ticket. You already have their ear. They just need that final push. And then we can also talk to people at the hot stage of the funnel. So there's cold, there's warm, and there's hot. And this is how I think about all of our dream customers in groupings. So the cold people, those are like interest-based. They maybe look like based. Um, completely new, warm people who know about you, but like not necessarily purchasing. And then hot are people who are like constantly buying your stuff and you can serve ads to them. If you have a big enough hot audience, I would recommend doing that. Or you can just talk to those people via email. Um, they are your hottest leads. They're always buying from you. If you have something new out, yeah, sure. You can get in front of them and talk to them with an ad, or you can talk to them on your email list. They probably already live there. Um, because the best way to grow your email list is using ads. And the best use of ad spend is growing your email list. That is the basis for List Build Academy. So grow your email list using ads. Turn somebody from cold into a warm lead. Because... If they're now, if they now know who you are and they've gotten a free offer from you through an ad, then odds are when you talk to them via email, they're going to be stoked on hearing from you. They're going to want to learn more about your story. You're brand new to them. So they're like, hmm, I'm interested. Like, tell me a little bit more information about who you are and what, how we can connect. And then you start to cultivate more of that depth through your nurture sequence. And now they're on your email list. So you're like, okay, I don't need to pay to talk to you anymore. If I want to, I can serve you another ad and it'll probably be cheaper because it's more specific, but you only pay to get them on your email list. And then they live there and then you can keep talking to them. And then once they start buying from you, guess what? They are tagged as a hot lead on your email list. And you can put your offers in front of them first, sell out your courses through them first. All of this, yes, you can do it organically, but when you want to scale, you use ads. And that $500 that you put towards ads, that $1,500 that you put towards ads, it comes back around in your investment because now the people that are coming into your courses are not just people who have bought from you before or found you on social media by happenstance. It's people who are highly targeted, who we know these people are likely falling into my bucket of dream customers. We found that sweet spot. 
we're only talking to people that live in that sweet spot. So the odds of them coming into our world are higher. And now I paid a couple of dollars to get them on my list. And now that investment has turned into that person buying from me. And if they buy into a course that's high ticket, all it takes is one, maybe two people to pay off that full investment in ads, depending on how much that you spend. So it's not going to be like, okay, I, ta- I, I shared an ad with somebody that's new. And then are they going to buy from me like now? Probably not. You're going to have to do a little bit more work to nurture that relationship. Again, back to my first date example, they're probably not going to give it up on the first date. Like some people will, but most people won't. And um, I like think that's a really good way to look at your investment in ads. Um, I have spent a lot of time over the years being like, why would I waste my time like spending money on making brands more successful, like not small businesses, but like Nutella was one of my, my clients for one time, like Victoria's Secret. And I'm like, I am viscerally against everything that this represents. And I like, why, why am I spending my career like this? And really it's that way I can take all of that info of like the millions of dollars that I was able to spend on ads for these other brands and figure out how to make it work for people like you guys, because we need conscious entrepreneurs stepping out into the space and becoming the norm. And the louder that your voices can be heard through these platforms, through these tools, unfortunately, organic strategy is getting harder and harder to master. It's a saturated space on social these days. And you got to pay to play if you want to really go beyond your current reach. If you are using reels, that's a great way to also get people in front of you. But to talk to those people that are really specific on your list of dream customers and not like Uncle Todd in Michigan who is just following you on Instagram, like, great, that's making your numbers go up and maybe he's liking your post, but is he ever going to buy from you? Like, we want people following you. We want people on your email list that are really like your dream customer. And that's where ads come in. You don't have to be a big player in the space to have a piece of the pie. And I am so excited to be in a seat where I get to help our clients take their piece of the pie because they deserve it. And we are prepping Listfield Academy for the spring. If you are not ready for one-on-one work or done for you work, which is what I do a lot of here at Authentic Audience, I'll just like run campaigns for 30 days for clients um, so that they can promote a launch or support um, some of their offerings maybe while they go offline or not. Um, There are plenty of different uh, use cases for running a campaign fully. Um, And if you want me to manage your campaigns, happily have a conversation about that. Um, But list build is for those of us that maybe just want to like learn how to do it ourselves. And 
uh, will give you the tools to lay the groundwork for a really good opt-in offer so that you can put an ad out that invites somebody into your world with extreme value. And it's a free offer. So that's a no brainer for them to get on your list and they're super qualified. So they'll probably want to buy from you after you prove to them that you're worth it, which you all are. I have no doubt. There are so many amazing, amazing entrepreneurs in this space. I, we, when we were on our retreat, I was like, actually not expecting the level of incredible humans that I was about to meet. Like, I think that this, this happens a lot with vacations in my life where I'm like, oh yeah, like I'm not really like hyping myself up on that one. And then it winds up being like the best trip ever. And that's what this was. Like, I just was like, yeah, the retreat, we have it as a line item. I'm working during it. I'm holding space for people. And then I met these women and I was like, holy shit, they are amazing. And I'm sure that if you're listening to this podcast, you would fall into that same exact category of amazing as those other women that were on the retreat. And I feel so grateful to be able to show up to work every day and hold space for women like this who are just crushing it in business. So thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I know that it is a diversion from the norms of Krista's podcast, but I am so happy to jump on here and share a little bit more about me, about my story, about what I do, about why I think ads are cool and um, how you to empower you to use them. And if you want to work with us one-on-one and learn more about our ad offerings, you can go to ads.kristaritma.com and uh, stay tuned for more info coming soon about List Build Academy. It is going to be epic and the first part will be free. So you can tune in and get a taste of what it is that we'll be covering in the course coming up this spring. I feel so blessed to connect with you through the ethers today. Thank you. Thank you for sharing the space. And until next time, keep growing. Keep growing.